0: Welcome back for another exciting episode of Howard Stern News and Comment Upon the News. And here are your
1: hosts, Commodore and Blue Jay. Well, here we are for another. Exciting episode! Actually, the last episode of the year with a special guest via not Zoom but via tape. Yes, he's back for his third,
0: his third, his third time on his third time on. Let's see um, if his if his listenership goes up or down.
1: Yeah, let's see. Because uh, the October uh, Chippewa episode has not performed as well as the July. July is def- definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know,
0: you're the holder of the statistics, Commodore. But I will say, <laughs> I mean, it just speaks that uh, when I mentioned it the last time that you had even forgotten the October Chippewa. And okay. so did our, our audience. I don't understand. I really don't. I mean, it, it's it's such a treat to have the Chippewa join us.
1: Absolutely. And of course, the reason why he's back is because Dave Matthews had an entry on Wednesday's musical remembrance of those past. Well, that amongst other things, right? Oh, yeah. And also to celebrate our 51st podcast. Oh, is this our 51st show? Yes, it is our 51st show. All right. Well,
0: we should uh play that Hendrix song, 51st anniversary. And uh there you go. dedicated to you, Commodore. Thank you. Cue that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh so uh well, I would say you know, I did listen back to last week's show, our show last week. And uh, yeah, it was um, one of the more emotional moments of our show. And um, yeah. And uh, here we are, rounding out the year as Howard did last week. And before we get started, Commodore, you seem to be always on top of this. We, what do you say? Howard's going to be back the week of the. F- uh, the
1: 1st, or he's yes. not coming back until the 8th? No, he'll be back. He'll be back uh, January 2nd, if that's a Monday. I think it is, isn't it? No, I believe January 2nd is a Tuesday. Well, there you go. He'll be back Tuesday and Wednesday, January 2nd and 3rd. Really? Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's the way he rolls. Two
0: So then, uh, yeah, we'll, we will... Uh... We will commence uh, on our 52nd
1: recording. 52nd recording.
0: Uh, in early
1: 2024. 2024. In the year 2000. <laughs> wrong show.
0: <clears throat> wrong, wrong channel. <laughs> wrong channel, man. That's uh, yeah. 101. What is he, like 127 or something? I don't
1: know. But that's kind of fallen on its face since its uh launch with Howard I thought it was gonna be something special, but it's kind of yeah anyway, we're not we're, we're not doing comment on that
0: well, what are we doing comment on then
1: we're doing comment on last week's show last week's three episodes the Howard 100
0: the Howard 100 wow <laughs> yeah well we I mean it was uh, you know. Of course we know who number one was When it's sure. 100
1: Yeah Well, you know, he needs to be Number one in somebody's 100 list, so There he is Sitting at the top Of course Yeah So So uh, the funniest thing that The whole thing was uh, The JD's top five Getting it, you know that that to me was probably the funniest part of of any any list um, well
0: anytime jd's on i mean he's just yeah. he's great he's
1: Comic ronnie
0: he's the new ronnie you know he's, what
1: what i didn't realize uh i uh this past weekend i i uh, fell back into the dabbleverse for uh, a few uh who are these podcasts the, about stuttering, John and I didn't realize. Dabble
0: verse? What does that mean? The
1: dabble verse. That's John. That's the stuttering John, following of his podcasts and posting things. And they actually what had dabble con.
0: Yeah. What does that mean? Dabble.
1: That they call him the dabbler. I don't know. I don't. I, I've never listened that hard to know why they call him the dabbler. But you know, they just call him the dabbler. Instead. Of okay, dabbler. and so
0: these are the people who are making fun of John Melendez.
1: Yeah, about his. His just his whole demeanor, everything about him. His it's mostly it's it's a critique of his podcast and and his rants and the fact that you know he's drinking beers all the time and <laughs> that he doesn't have his degree from New York University and that I don't, you know just nonsense. I mean i I just stepped in because it, it was uh, there was a a uh, they they got me with clickbait on YouTube where it said. Stuttering John uh, wants to sue JD Harmeyer, <laughs> and I had to look at that one. And then, and uh, yeah, so I guess he he really uh, he really hates JD. And I was I, I didn't realize that there was any kind of uh, any connection there. But I get I gather they had a Twitter battle or something or an X battle a long, long time ago. And okay. so they were anyway,
0: Commodore. Now I need you need to back up a little bit here because. Sure. I think just like me there are many people who are totally unaware of the dabble verse right of what stuttering john melendez has been doing for the last 20 something years
1: sure so, um who are these people i know it's Shuli, and who else well he does the uncle rico show which is a different the, there's a, the the uh, what i was watching was the who are these podcast guys that have that podcast w-a-t-p who are these podcasts and They used to destroy podcasts like ours that that they find to be what the fuck is going on. Why are these people on on podcasts? But uh, they yeah, now they're just totally mostly focused. I mean, all I ever get is because I'm not following them personally, but I I get because of my Howard Stern interest. I get things every once in a while from them if it involves J.D. Harmeyer or powered you know his, so was uh,
0: there was there any truth to this uh melendez suing harmeyer
1: I, you can sue melendez anybody
0: harmeyer <laughs> and what what is the grounds for it is there or they just make that up
1: well it's just it's about using his words or something to to, to i don't know it's it's I didn't quite understand it. I didn't put in the effort to understand it. I'm just saying I, I dipped into it and I, it was weird to think I didn't even know that those two cross paths as far as on the show. So, Oh, they, they definitely exist. They were on the
0: show at the same time, but, wow. um, but they didn't, uh, um, I mean, JD was a much, you know, small, smaller he
1: said he, he called him condescending and all this other stuff. And, Whatever, man. I I I I only bring it up because JD is a very. I mean, you know, look look at OJ. OJ follows fifty people. One of our top. Uh, he was in the top ten of the uh, Howard one hundred, and he follows Howard and JD along with forty eight other people in the world. So that's you know, obviously he keeps his eye on JD too. Yeah, watch out. When he yeah, the whole OJ talking about
0: his, his week that, that was uh yeah infuriating and hilarious. Kick back. And that's my <laughs> day to just
1: relax. Okay, I ways well, like, I'm, I'm a bum. I'm a bum on the couch, I'm, on the couch I'm a bum. <laughs> and then I'd go out. Then I go out for a cigar. Yeah. Plays golf. Oh, it infuriates Howard. I mean, you know, it's, it's It is infuriating uh, just in general, but I don't know. So, uh, yeah, so J.D. Harmeyer, the only person that made the list, J.D.'s list, was Ronnie, who did not make the Howard 100, though Steve Nowicki did. (laughs) Of course, took it. And Chris DiSifano and Robin made it. Fred didn't make it. No, Fred's never going to make it. No, he's not going to make it. And uh, it's amazing how he was inspired by Richard and and Sal and their carol of the balls uh, to write the lyrics to that that wonderful song that he put out there for for Ralph that that caused Beth Ostrowski Cern to weep, which was a touching moment. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say that song's great. And I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sad that Ralph is no longer, but uh right. that song. I mean, I I think Fred is talented. I don't think that song is proof of Fred's talents. There you go. Just gonna say
1: that's it. the hot take.
0: There you go. Speaking of hot takes, I hear there's somebody uh who wants to give us a couple hot takes. Well. A little SOS, a little save our show from
1: the, uh... There's somebody knocking at the door. I don't know if you heard that or not. Oh!
2: <laughs> Hi, this is Chippewa. Sorry, I couldn't make it live this time, but some hot takes always help the podcast. Of course, uh, my expert opinion is necessary with great musicians such as Dave Matthews making a appearance, but figured we could chime in on the rundown as, uh... Commodore decided to, to place it before me. So first point being Ralph's passing.
1: So what do you think uh, Chippewa is going to say about Ralph's passing?
0: Okay, see, this is interesting. So we, we should let our listeners in. I have not listened to this. I I, got, I have not listened to Chippewa's comments. So um, I'll tell you what. Uh, Commodore... Chippewa, as you may or may not know, has not been listening to the show nearly as long as us. And um, so uh, his I I think his his impression of of Ralph is a lot different than ours, probably. I mean, I remember when Ralph was like a real contributor to the show in lots of ways and come into the studio and. And I I think that kind of stuff is probably less prevalent in Chippewa's mind. He probably just thinks of him as like this uh, this uh, Howard wannabe or glom on leech on Howard. But who Howard? I think he would understand that he's Howard's friend. I'm not going to diminish that, that he was Howard's friend. But I don't know that he would have the same kind of. um, I don't want to say reverence, but the same kind of appreciation, That you and i have for for um ralph's contributions ralphie cakes um i I mean what do you you
1: think that's good enough prediction yeah well let's 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 see how well uh this has kind of become a game here okay all right
2: yeah it hit me hard uh i've only had and i wouldn't even call them as close as howard and and ralph were uh friends die in my lifetime so i can't imagine how how, like you guys said last week, brave brave Howard is for just bringing it out to the people. And that goes to show me that I think Howard uses the audience kind of as a friend. So what do you think about that comment?
1: I thought that was an interesting thing for him to-
0: Howard, someone, uses, okay, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, no, go ahead, clarify, clarify, sorry.
1: No, so he was trying to say that when Howard is talking to the audience, it's almost as if he's talking to one of his closest friends. I I, why, I, mean, yeah. I
0: think it's I I think the, there's a fine line there, but I think that's very it's 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 accurate to a certain extent. I think you and I went into that last week on the show right. a little, bit, right? I mean, sure, yeah. How, it's not
1: real until he shares it, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: It's it's as much part of his life. It's he, he had to do the show. He had to talk about Ralph, and he had to share it with us. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's kind of how I'm interpreting what Chippewa's saying and I think he's right. That's
2: the way, yeah. yeah, that's the way I interpret it too. So good. He's He's totally wedded to his job and his craft and, and the the act of speaking to people because that's his relevance. and I think he'll hold on to that for a long time. So unless something really happens with Robin or with Fred, I think I think how you see him handling um, Ralph passing is is absolutely right for um, meaning he'll resign or in some form, uh, keep keep on the airwaves for a while as long as he can he can keep going. So I'll let you guys continue to comment on that. You've been with Ralph for about him for the longest time. I always thought he. Okay, wait. Uh, so I, I, I kinda kinda jumped a a a a a little, He, he kind of jumped a little bit from
0: yeah. Howard coming, you know, talking about Ralph to okay, that means he's going to resign. I don't know if I get well, the- no, but what it was
1: I think? What he's saying is that it's so a necessary part of his life that. Uh, that he can't let go of this gig, and I think he actually talked a lot about that last week too.
0: Yeah, uh, there were sometimes. Yeah, he did. Howard did. But here is the thing that, as I've far as aging, not, and I've been saying things. this all along for a long time. You know that is it. He's uh, him continuing in some way does not necessarily mean it's through Sirius XM, hmm. and the I mean. There's a huge interest for Howard in seeing Sirius XM succeed. And if he feels he can be a part of that, yeah, then then he's going to really get paid like he believes he should be uh, like what he signed up for the gig or. Right. His stock options. Right. So, um that, I think, there's there will come a time where Howard's just going to be like, well, they, those are never going to be worth anything, and I've got, you know, and I'm not going to fight and push for
1: that and whatever well, it is. What do you think about this? Because I've been thinking about his surprise entries over the summer when he was off. What if there is something that he works out contractually that he does certain break-ins and it's just a comment or whatever, and he does it when the spirit moves him.
0: I think something like that's there. I mean, I'm sure those kinds of things are bandied about. Right. I mean, he talks about Oprah Winfrey having a channel and never being on it, never creating programming. I mean, I'm sure that's a thing, but the only thing I would say is, would Sirius XM be willing to allow Howard to do a bunch of other things that are more prominent than his own channel on Sirius XM. And that, I don't think so. That that I think, I I think the great uh, Don Buckwald is going to uh, advise Howard to do, especially in the twilight of his career, to do something that he is absolutely in control of, and not just you know this Sirius XM. And I think that this is indicative these conversations have always come up with us in terms of talking about the extra content and all this stuff that's not actually happening on the channels. Right. When right. we like during this break, like, well, actually let me ask you Commodore, because you probably know, what is the content that's happening in the next couple of weeks? Well, we right now it's the know. best
1: of 2023. So they, they had a, a compendium of of things that they, they played today that were supposedly the best bits of 2023 and um, also, I yeah, that's an easy peasy one, though.
0: I know. I, and are they going to? Uh, how many best of twenty three shows do you think they made? Probably three.
1: Well, or, no, 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 no. But but he's it's not Howard. It's just it it's just they go into one segment over another. Like
0: yeah, I uh, know. But I'm I'm asking you how many
1: like normally
0: these two weeks we'd be getting or whatever. It's more than two weeks. where sure. we'd be getting. Uh, six plus shows sure. of new stuff of Howard. Yeah. How much best of Stern stuff is there that they're going to play best of 23 that's been created for this break? Do you think they created six shows? I yes. don't know. No? Okay, just three? I bet it's three, and then we'll hear okay. some other kind of reruns next week. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's six. But even if it's six, that's not enough. I know. I mean, come on. That's some easy. It should be Monday through Friday.
1: Well, and I, I don't know if you listened last week at all to 101, but what did they call them? The uh, they were giving out awards for, on the the uh the Yeah. No, no, I wish. No, it was um, the wrap up. The 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 oh, the Rappies. From- oh, yes. fuck those uh, guys.
0: Oh, come on.
1: I know. No, it's part of the show. But one thing that was interesting today is that they had Sal's greatest hits at 840 this morning in the Eastern Standard Zone. At 840? So um,
0: that's a random time for something to be coming on.
1: No, I mean, but this was all part of the howard best of 2023 so they did a sal thing yes, they did kelly clarkson interview and then the island boys so what they did today was what will a religious show pray for which was funny that was that uh game that robin played with howard and and uh richard and sal did those, uh, i believe i played that game with you as well yes absolutely i know which is interesting but anyway i won't go into that rabbit hole uh, and then there was also the Twitter verification controversy with Ronnie, and when it, when you had to pay for your blue check. Wow. And then, and then one of my favorite things was, and and actually this has affected me and the amount of water I drink, the whole constipation of Howard and the Ronnie with the boulder and the rock in his ass.
0: Oh man, that was twenty three.
1: Yeah. Well. Oh wow! I know. It seems so long ago. It does, well, I mean, the, the actual event of that did happen long ago. But him, Howard being constipated, then I guess Wolfie or somebody had gotten a, told Ronnie about it. And then Ronnie said, well, you want to hear about constipation? And then he said that that story about how he's, you know, he ran out, you know, the whole <laughs> this is back when he was in New York. So, and then after that was Sal's greatest hits, and then that awful Kelly Clarkson interview. I that's one of the worst. I mean, Lizzo and Kelly Clarkson might have been the two worst interviews of the out for me. I don't know. And also, the, those trash the island boys with Woofy. So, I that was the best of 2023, and it didn't even last you know three hours. I mean, it lasted three hours exactly. So, anyway. Tomorrow will be they could do
0: a best of Sal. That was like
1: the whole freaking I know no shit. Yeah, I know so. Well, okay. back to our game. I mean, we should go back to our game here uh, talking about Chippewa. Let's hear what he had to say. And he was continuing on a little bit,
2: he was a nice kooky character Um, in the in my mind. He always looked a little different and older, but that's funny in his mind. He
1: looked a little different and older.
2: Ralph? That's I,
1: don't,
0: well, I know. I mean, well, he that's what Ralph. It... Ralph is, I mean, he's older than us,
1: but right. eh, I don't know. No. Okay, well, But listen to what he has to say here. okay.
2: Then looking at a lot of real photos of him, I suppose that could have changed the way I, I view him as a sort of mini me of Howard, a uh, kind of half generation protege, maybe not. I love that term.
1: Half generation protege.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's a pretty good term there, Chippewa. Not unlike the age gap between me and you guys, uh, being hey now what I know
1: what I know. <laughs> so
0: let's think. About okay, this. wait a second. All right, let's think about this. All right, the gloves are coming off. I know. These
1: what the, the hell was that? Feisty, feisty. Whoa.
0: Oof. I mean, come on. Oof, wow. Like, like, what? How old was?
1: Was that's what I'm yeah, saying? Ralph was like 60, right? I mean, no, 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 no. Howard's 69, and Ralph was 58. 50 yeah, 11 years, years. 11 years. Okay.
0: Chippewa is younger than me, and I, I can say it. I am slightly younger than you. Yeah. The difference in age between us is only slightly smaller than the difference in age between myself and chippewa and i'll just say this i'll just say this chippewa as you get older we get closer in age oh yes when we met chippewa yes it may have seemed that i was more than a half half generation of of mentor (laughs) um but now i mean come on dude it's not like uh, that's yeah I mean, look, just because you got some young kids. Eight years, half generation. doesn't mean you're young just because you have young kids.
2: (laughs) All right, let's continue with this. Whoa, Whoa. Chip will be on the younger side, so I will be the Ralph to your Howard. Um, Uh, I will be the Ralph to your Howard. That's what he said.
1: Whoa. That is, (laughs) wow. Well, there is similarities, though. I wanted to do some of that because – Ralph was one of the first callers. He's one he's the only uh Where's Chippewa listener. going? I mean I don't know what where is he going with it? What do you okay. think? <laughs> I don't know. This is
2: surprising to me. Okay. Well, here he goes. And and Gary. I don't know who's Gary, uh, Commodore or Blue Jay, <laughs> but you guys can work that out. Wait a second. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So wait, first he says that he's
0: Ralph. To our Howard, right, and then he says that one of us is Gary. Yep. Well, how does that make any sense?
1: Uh, I think it makes a sense in the same in the way that
0: I think Ralph is also Fifty eight, by the way.
1: No, well, I'm.
0: I I'm. I, I, I think he might have been sixty, but anyway,s it doesn't matter. But yeah. I
1: thought it was fifty eight. It could have been. could have been. All right. This is where I think he's going with this. This is his idea is is the fact that he is thinking about how people are in their generation, whether it be a half generation, which I believe a generation is is uh, 15 years, isn't it? I I don't know, but
0: uh, here's what he's actually (laughs) thinking about Commodore. Here's what I mean. And look, you've listened to this. I'm reacting (laughs) right now. Here's what he's actually thinking He's thinking that that we raked him over the coals for some of his comments <laughs> before, and he's trying to get his digs in. I know. Here. and I he, know. He, And I mean, look, man, there's no Shecky Green over here. I mean, what? He's uh, not making any sense. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. <clears throat> he, I mean, you of all people should be pissed him. off. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm almost complimented being compared to Baba Bui, but you on the uh. other. I mean, yeah. I don't know.
1: You Like I I shared the last time, I was, you know, I've heard some things that have given me new respect, especially the way that, anyway, well, let's just move forward here.
2: The next point being the Howard 100. I kind of liked it. I thought it was a good year in review um, based mainly on what's going on with the show or who's died or whatever. So uh, it was appropriate for Howard to be number one. I don't know what um what you all might have on that if you if you're sitting there ranking and saying like oh they would have it would have been better to this person higher on the list or whatever. So do you have any regrets? I mean we already we already kind of went
1: over this.
0: No, I mean yeah.
1: I don't I, to me it was a little bit of a
0: lackluster segment. <clears throat> I think it could have been produced better, but I think it was sort of charming in how Howard just kind of went with the production in terms of like, okay, now we're going to just read these names off. And uh, I mean, I don't know, but uh, do I think they will do the Howard 100 again?
1: No. Well, and can I just say something in, in hearing medicated Pete once again, in his situation with that woman from Dallas, Texas, I've realized that now when I'm hurting, like if my back hurts or whatever, I like make the medicated peak sound that he makes when he's coming. Like that's, <laughs> <so> I like. <laughs> no, he, yeah. oh, really?
0: Oh, oh, God. God. oh, he's. Oh, that's just gross. Is oh, it? But no. it's just like that's that's like my pain. What? Oh, he's like no, but he's like. Ah, they, no, but he's like
1: an so, animal. It's,
0: it's so creepy, man. I that sound. <laughs>
1: But like when so like the other day I got out, I was like, oh I was like, man, I've I, what where's this sound coming from? I just like somehow been programmed into me through uh anyway, but uh I was surprised I was so low. I don't know, I don't really think there was a rhyme or reason to the numbering. I, I agree, yeah, it was just one. But let let's listen here to the Chippewa
2: because it's very interesting considering what his half-generation mentor set. Oh. But um, they could have paced it better, so hopefully the producers or whoever's analyzing the show, probably Howard, for next year will will make it so um, if they make it the Baba Booey 100 or something stupid, then they'll try to space it out and stay on, on, on uh, schedule, but that never happens. Like, those episodes where they clean out the computer and they say they're going to get to, like, seven people in the room and they only get to, like, two because they start shitting on Benji for an hour. I mean, all of that's <laughs> Par for the course with Howard, but I was positive. I thought it was as okay as ever. But I'll still like the re- year in reviews uh, when they when they come back for the new year. I I I always love the best ones for me is when Howard goes through the cut and paste of of how much he hated, where he's like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Um, did not they do that last week? It's, it's the best. How they did do that last week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know.
0: Well, they're going to have, and, and of course, you're going to get the, you'll get Commodore at the beginning of 24. You'll might get the best phony phone call of
1: 22. No, I think like, I don't know what's up with that, man. I'm not even talking about that anymore. I don't want to be conspiratorial about it, but I mean, that's just ridiculous because there were for many years, they would have that and he even promoted and everything. And then like, I don't know, man, they just would not do it last year. And he even said, yeah, we'll get to that next week. I mean, they have it. It's in the
2: fucking computer. They didn't even go for it. Eh. Howard's like my, my Jewish uncle who just just uh, hates everything. and is. Wait a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Commodore. Eat it up
1: for you. <laughs> okay. Is this because I am very, I, I'm knowledgeable of Chippewa and, and we've spoken in and uh, he's a great guy, and everything else. One thing I didn't realize is that he has a Jewish uncle. I I've, this is a first.
0: You know, I didn't know that either until now, and okay. I did not know that he was a member of the tribe. And so, you know, hey, all right, right on, Chippewa.
1: Okay,
2: that, that's just new to me. It's news to it's me. Constantly, uh, you constantly know, over and, over I, and complaining. So the meat of it, I <laughs> thought the musical review uncle. episode. Uh, what? And he hangs out with his uncle a lot. He's yeah, of- no, just just an
1: uncle though. Like <clears throat> his his mother or like the brother. I mean, it must. It might be like an uncle, like the way that, you know, uh, I say, you know, uncle, 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 uncle Steve, and and Steve is just like an older guy that my was a friend of my dad's or something. That, okay, uh,
0: I see what you're saying. So you that actually it. be like his father's brother or his mother. No,
1: father. I don't think we're talking about. We're not taking these familial. Uh, uh, well,
0: he's got his his uncle that is uh, right. um, a Jewish guy from New York or something that is a pal who yeah. taught him about all the things he hates.
1: Yeah, so that's that's what I think this is. I don't think there's actually a familial like blood, you
2: know. Okay, all, all right. right. Okay, all right. All right. Was, um, was a really good concept, and the Howard one. I mean, goddamn! Concept. I wish I I wish Dave would have been in studio, Dave Matthews, because uh, I I loved. Oh wait a second, we went over something. He's, he's talking he's about old. the musical yeah.
0: stuff, the tribute. He thought it was a really good concept. I mean, I guess so, but I, I, honestly, the whole thing was lackluster to me. Yeah, sure, if Dave would have been in studio, they, I mean, the interviews were the most exciting parts. I didn't have, I didn't think any of the performances were anything. Can, that I u-
1: can I use a Fred drop right now? Can I use one?
0: Yeah, sure. Boring. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was. I mean, in general, I mean, <laughs> Charlie Puth or whatever, I mean, he's going to try to say some stuff that – you know, like as if he knows like music theory and stuff like that. But he doesn't. It's not, you know, it's um, anyways,
1: whatever. It's I, I, I don't like that. Yeah, it was boring, <laughs> boring. But the reason I bring that up, too, is because. But he because that. It. I know. Well, and and the drop that I that I reference is uh, welcome back, Jeff Currow. Oh, that's
0: right, Jeff. Welcome the, back, Jeff the Boar has returned, and it's just not clear though if he's actually going to be returned. Do you know what I mean, Commodore? Well, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah. he called it's in true. and they took his call, right. but Howard wanted to get that call over real quick. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know that uh, Jeff the Boar will be. Uh, regular part of the show anymore. There's really just nothing there to, uh, I mean, what like, what was the question? It's like, uh, what was Wolfie or somebody was asking him, okay, so now when you're not calling into the show, what are
1: you doing, Jeff? Nothing, nothing (laughs) like putty staring at the back (laughs) of an airplane seat. That's what he's doing,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but but Buddy's back, Caro's back, and uh.
2: Well, he was back and we'll, well see. we'll see. It. This is interesting. How Howard was getting into it as a small interview with with both Marin Morris and with uh, what's the guy Adam Levine and you know, they're not my my biggest bag, but like just hearing their process or even I think Charlie Puth I liked the best because I loved hearing how his brain works. He Howard just allowed him to be himself and Charlie was just kind of meandering and going like, "Oh, well that's that's this this music
1: I want to stop him right there because there was one that really annoyed me during that interview is when Howard looked, or I guess he was looking at him and saying something. He's like, you're thinking about music right now, aren't you? You're thinking about <laughs> composing. Do you remember that? I yeah. was like, and he's like, oh my god, you're like my grandfather, my mother, my uncle, uh, uh, my girl, he like, he's like, they all know that what I'm doing. And I'm like, you know, I, and then him talking about how, when he was with his girlfriend and they were watching some show, uh, Sex in the City, and uh, he was staring at the ceiling. I mean, it was just, oh, God. I, mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't he's, find he's, that he's, shit he's, to no, be. I don't either. Like, I, 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 I mean, mean why was, don't you really, talk about Burt Baccarat more? You know, I mean, I mean there's a little bit. But anyway. maybe if his work was more compelling, I mean,
2: that's all I can say. Yeah, Jesus. Music is based on this this style or this this uh you know music theory thing that's happening and uh adam levine or maren morris kind of did that a little bit like like saying how she sings into her phone when she has songs and stuff like that i would have loved to hear how dave does that if he would have been able to say like oh yeah first i sort of start on a groove because some of the songs that are some of my favorites were uh he wait a second that would be what he would want to hear, or I would he like to
1: call in the show and ask him about those twenty songs. What do you think? Which one is it? We did Which figure out it? is it twenty or forty? I I, okay. I I wasn't sure, but um... Well he has twenty and she had twenty and and he had some from his list and she didn't have any. So I
0: so Not it is yeah. so did you get none. He
2: asked about it in an interview and he'll be like, Oh yeah, we were all smoking weed for the whole day and uh, we came up with the song like Lying in the Hands of God is a really good song I like. And uh, so I'm imagining, like, what's that groove like? If all those guys are high and, uh, and just like jamming on one little groove for four hours, like, does does somebody dominate it? Is it Dave? Is it most of the other people in the band? So I, 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 I digress because um, it is Dave Matthews. It is not. Okay, now there, okay.
1: there here comes a point. I want to stop this, and I want to I want to. Okay, you first comment on that, and then I, I yeah. Want because you
0: up I part. mean, I, I do I do see what Chippewa is saying, and and especially because he's a big Dave fan. Right. I mean, Howard is curious about those things in general, and he wants to he gets these interviews from these rock and rollers where they talk about stuff like that, where they never do that in any other kind of circumstance. And so I can really understand what he's talking about. He wants to hear those stories. There's some stories. I mean, I can remember. Uh, there's a great. Uh, <clears throat> actually, if you, if I may beg your indulgence for a second, Commodore. Sure. Hey, Sternthology Live. This is uh, Blue Jay over here in the Pacific Northwest. Howard's had some really great interviews with the rock and rollers of yesterday and today. And I would really love if you played Chris Robinson talking about watching the Rolling Stones with Bob Dylan on stage from the wings. Thanks so much love the show <laughs> how much of that's gonna get it out there's not gonna be tell any- y'all at the end and they probably won't Still, play that yeah. one because it's not like it's not like Stern lore I think they like the things that are like characters from the Stern show but uh, anyways if you don't remember that story it's a great one but uh anyways uh what I was saying is yes. That I I get what Chippewa is saying, and I really feel like, and, and I think this is where Chippewa is coming from is like Howard's the only guy who's going to get those kind of questions answered from a guy like Dave Matthews, you know, where so, he's get those kind of stories and it'll be good and compelling. Um, so I get that, um, but at the same time, as a larger Howard Stern fan. I get to say, I don't think Stern fans really want to hear those stories, man. And Dave, Dave was okay. Dave was pretty good on the air. I got to say, I agree. Yeah. He was, it was a lot of really personal stuff that he talked about that made his interview compelling as I remember. True. Yeah. Um, So anyways, you were going to say something now about because something's coming up now and I'm, I'm nervous
1: about it. Well, I don't know if you should be nervous about it, but I just think that the next thing that he talks about is something that hits, hits a chord with me. So,
2: ah, here it is. Yeah. Okay. Not his whole band. I, I think Howard, I'm. I'm as much as I wish, I want him to get into like the instrumental players and get into the background players more. He doesn't do that. He's really into front men. It's kind of a surprise he even had Keith Richards on the show because he wasn't necessarily a big singer or anything. Um, the only sax player I've ever heard him really reference well was when he was talking to Bruce and he was mentioning Clarence uh, Clemens. So, yeah. <laughs> Chippewa, well, the sax man. I'm sorry. Of
1: okay. Well, there's going to be a comment coming oh, up next yeah. that that's <laughs> one of the key, one of the best chippewa drops hot takes 2023
0: it's coming I think, up next i think one of the issues of hey, everybody for howard stern fans and dedicated listeners of the show and i think this issue goes beyond 2023 and probably goes back you know for the last couple decades is why the hell is howard not interviewing more sax players i mean yeah. seriously uh yeah I mean, geez, he come on. I mean, he could have interviewed freaking Winton Marsalis at least. That's right. Maybe Br- his brother Branford. Yeah, I mean, like, sure. yeah, I mean, Paul wanted to know about that. I'm Sure, I mean, you would think that Howard would be interviewing Branford Marsalis. Okay. Speaking
1: of which, I don't know if Paul Simon was really even mentioned in the Howard 100. I don't remember hearing that, his name. I
0: would not be surprised that, that I don't, to be honest, the Howard 100 really went by like
1: yeah, I know. Weep for me. I didn't really. I it was from like 70 to 24. They mentioned a bunch of people that he interviewed, and I don't remember hearing Paul Simon, but I, whatever. So, but uh, yeah, he doesn't like to interview people who aren't the front man. <laughs> Oh, that's what struck the chord with you. Okay. Well, I mean, no. It's the, the thing that struck the chord about it. Is I don't think that's that true either, because he I had don't a, think it is. That's why I say it struck the chord with me. Who because, is the mean Okay. Yeah, because he had that whole thing about Neil Pierce Perth. I mean, when Perth, Peer, when yeah, Pierce, Pierce, Well, you, I mean, who's the musician in 2023 that
0: Howard mentioned the most on the on the freaking show? What would you say, Commodore? Well, Bruce. Well, Bruce, he had in the interviews. Bruce, he mentioned a lot. Because, about you know, yeah, the, the Emmy. But he talks about he talks about Eddie Van Halen like every other show. Amen. Right. He, he's just constantly talking about Eddie
1: Van Halen. And I was going to bring up that interview with Sammy Hagar, where he really got in with the guys who were behind him, especially Mr. That, Joe Satriani. Yeah. Like, you know, and he got and he gets no wiki to play. You know, I mean, or, you know. Right, he's a, Howard. Wishes he was a guitar player. Yeah, that's what
0: he really wishes he was. So he thinks he could be a front. And Satriani was awesome on that. That was yeah. Satch cool. great. I mean, look, I guess you know, sort of to relate to Chippewa, I would have loved it if Howard and and Howard would have loved it interviewing Joe Satriani for a year. I mean, there's a year. I mean, a, 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 an hour, but yeah. it would have been one of his interviews of the year. But nobody. Cares enough about Joe Satriani. That's the problem. So yeah, I you know, think that's I mean, more I one. I think yeah. there's, I think there's a lot of people who would, but he Howard would just be like, nah, I don't think we should interview Satriani for an hour. I mean, there's so much great stuff Satriani could talk about. All the different sure. people he's worked with, from freaking um, Mick Jagger to whoever. You know, he was touring and working with so many guys. How all he could talk about. Just his students, Steve Vai and Kirk Hammett and all these people. I mean, that itself could be like
1: a thing. Sure. But that's like that's why I didn't have Brantford Marsalis on. You know, it's just it's just the same.
0: Uh, Howard knows nothing about Brantford Marsalis other than, you know, he was on The Tonight Show. He probably would ask him lots of questions about working with Jay Leno. That's what he would do. But,
1: uh, you know, anyways. So here comes this part which really is probably my favorite hot take of chippewa's time what he goes through from from clarence clemens okay what do you think he's going to talk about with clarence clemens
0: he's going to talk about bruce and he's going to talk about oh oh i do you, do you think his knowledge is deep enough to reference clarence clemens and robin's interaction uh. <laughs> let's listen
2: but that's because Clarence was hot on Robin back in the day and like really trying to come after her, uh, which was pretty cute. I, I like, I like the thought of that as Robin getting, getting that kind of attention rather than Len, Lenny Dykstra or whoever's out there now. So, um, as we talked a little bit off air, uh, uh, So there, yeah, I thought that was great. The way that he transitioned into that. Okay, that yeah. good.
1: I like that. Now he's going to talk about me and and I did say, that I did like Dave Matthews' performance of Pirate at 40 because when Jimmy Buffett sang it, to me, it was very sing song and it really wasn't, you really didn't get the depth or humanity of the song. And I really think that when Dave did it, it was very, I mean, it was it was it was a lot more narrative than I had ever experienced it. And hmm. I thought there's a lot of things that Dave Put into it as far as, you know, a, a, as if like thinking about Jimmy writing the song and how, you know, he probably felt in what he was saying instead of when you hear the song when when Jimmy does it, it's just kind of like, yes, I was a You know, it's just, it's the same time, 100 years too late. I mean, he does the same kind of, but Dave did it in a way I thought that kind of brought out like, yeah, this was a song when he wrote it. He was thinking about, uh, you know, how how he sees himself in the world. And I think that that's what kind of what the whole thing was supposed to be. Whereas I think the other artists, there was a Prince thing with Adam Levin, you know, and it was just it overwhelmed the whole. And Sinead, I don't know. It just really didn't. And the Burt Baccarat was kind of like, I mean, it wasn't I don't I didn't think that that and then. I don't even know how with Fleetwood Mac with, with McVeigh. I mean, uh, Chrissy, uh, Christine McVie. Chrissy McV sorry. Yeah. I'm terrible with names. Uh, I just didn't see that same type of performances in those other artists as Dave, I think Dave was like actually, you know, doing an exposition on the actual process of how, you know, how meaningful or deep some of these songs were, even though when you, if you listen to that song, it, it doesn't convey that from Jimmy, but I think Dave took it and tried to inject it. And I thought it was a great, for me, it was the the highlight of the show. That's all I'm saying.
0: Hmm. But yeah, well, I think your description is accurate. I would agree. I mean, I've never been a Jimmy Buffett fan and uh, I mean, he did it in a very Dave
1: way and it did it in a, in an emotional touching way, I think. That's what I mean. I think he he made it with the others. I don't know what it was. I mean, you know, I don't think they. Well, now, made...
0: now we're going to hear the the DMB expert tell
1: us about. Okay, okay. All him. right, here
2: we go. Yeah, you're right. Commodore seemed to think that that the Dave Matthews cover for the the um, the Jimmy Buffett song was really good, and I I like the song. It fits similar to the, the sort of uh, kind of kind of content that Dave's songs are on a lot of times they're really kind of sad they're talking about being depressed how life life has gone by and you know death is imminent or whatever now i i think he's interjected that because
1: that's not what that song's about anyway well, <laughs> and the, so song that-
0: the song is about mortality in a certain way or how someone
1: spends their life right well yeah he's he, it it just like i mean jimmy buffett's kind of like a misplaced person Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But not, I mean, you know, he still lives it out. Like, I mean, there's like, it, it, there are dark, there are deep parts. Anyway, we don't have to go into it. I mean, I'm just saying that uh, it's not necessarily all negative. I don't know. Personally. I, I thought it was somewhat inspirational about be true to who you are type of thing. You know, even this time and passage of, of how to live a life is, is no longer accepted within society. And, and uh, here you are feeling that you're a reincarnated version of a pirate or whatever. And, and you realize like, Hey, maybe life would have been easier, but you know, this is the way that I am and I'm accepting it and I'm moving forward and I don't care about the rest of y'all. I don't know. That's the way I
2: take it. So anyway, but maybe, you know, whatever. That really good gravitas to that jimmy buffett song which is surprisingly you think of him just being like oh margaritaville but that's like using the nautical themes to be a little heavier and a little bit sadder and with dave his songwriting friends uh such as uh like brandy carlisle and willie nelson that's all through willie nelson he loves to do farm Aid every year and like those fellow songwriters that just like a good song they don't care who wrote it they don't care who the inspiration happens to but if it's a well-written song They'll support it. They'll they'll do it. Uh, a recent cover.
1: So he's going to talk about a recent cover. Ooh. Okay, and it's of a band that that uh, both you and I in the past have have uh, enjoyed. Uh,
2: and I'm, uh, you know, okay. Let me just go ahead with it. ...cover that maybe you'll stay tuned for, and next time uh, next time he guns on Howard and he gets a free range, he'll probably end up playing it, is a Pearl Jam cover. I don't know if you guys are way into Pearl Jam, but I guess there's a song in 2009 called uh, Just Breathe. It's a little bit of a love song, and I've never heard it before until Dave covered it earlier this year, and it kind of grew on me. The last, like, three or four times I've heard it, I'm like, yeah, this is good, and I've actually checked out the the Eddie Vedder like original version which is you know not grungy at all it's very folksy and acoustic and stuff and but i, I guess that's that's what that's what their music is like too i just think every song is like even flow but it could. that's interesting that he says that to me
0: yeah i mean but i i'll be honest i i know the song just breathe but i i mean i just, i was into like those first couple pearl jam records when i was at that age and uh you know haven't really yeah, yeah it's
1: it, it, that, that those that uh, speaking which about and then the the thing is is that when he's talking about it, he's like yeah the Eddie Vetter because those first couple ones those are stone Gossard anyway we're not gonna go into this but right I mean it's more of a I uh I guess
0: I, I mean I don't know uh, but the Eddie Vetters singing
1: though I mean that's what sure. he's always thinking about right' so. okay well I'm just saying that. That is that. Just breathe. I mean, it, Vetter became more in the the writing credits. I don't know. I mean, I haven't followed it, but he's more of the lead writer on the Pearl Jam songs these days than than Stone. I know. I've heard some song. You could tell. Anyway, I'm I, I'm not a big Pearl Jam fan anymore either. So, but uh,
2: yeah. Couldn't be farther from the truth with Pearl Jam. So um, interested to hear your takes on them. I thought I like Puth the best just because of the the breakdown and the process and how he 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 talked about like the craft of songwriting and stuff rather than just like the what what the uh, the artists were about and their lives that they lead necessarily. Um, so yeah, look forward to hearing you guys' feedback on that.
1: Okay, so he's he's a Puth guy.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, okay. yeah, and he, he like DMB too. I mean, not true. I, I think I think I I've, I've said what I need to say about
1: the. Uh, okay, I know I'm going to bring him the, more. Yeah, the Last think- the last topic that I gave him to have a hot take on, I just wanted to see or to prod him and to get. I, I've never really gotten anything from Chippewa about some of the more graphic things that occur on the show. Uh, such as Carol of the Balls. Wow, interesting. So, okay, yeah. And um so, wait. Yeah, clarify this for
0: me, Commodore, because I feel like it's been so long since I listened. Carol of the Balls, I thought happened a week before. And the week before, yes. Right. Okay, all right. It. That was it happened the week. That, that was, was a Carol of the Balls.
1: Okay. Right. It happened on Wednesday's show. It was you yes, know, dedicated it was to Ralph. Dedi- you know? Yes. OK, that was the carol of the balls. Right. And we commented on it. So were I'm, they actually but I singing? S- they were singing something like. Right. And the other thing, too, is that I oh, was. it's
0: interesting- that, that song, the uh, baby, baby, baby. It's called. Oh, <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> By the way, I would just last evening I was listening to Howard 101 and they were doing a Christmas spectacular and they had Will the Farter on playing our uh playing jingle bells and um I guess he had had meatloaf uh with jalapenos and onions the night before and and Howard made Richard have the mic and like hold it like right next to his ass. So he was like retching the entire time. And Howard's like across the room going, Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> and and <laughs> and Richard said it's it it smells like uh year old cauliflower. <laughs> he was just I mean he was retching. Oh man, what a see that like I don't know. I bring on will the farter but um here's here's his response brutal master you
2: mean ah, you master. How about that? last point carol of the balls this is one where i listened to and i was like oh, okay it was okay but then i went back and watched the video and the video made a big difference um seeing like what their bodies are doing as they cringe and dry heave and stuff. And like they blur it out, but you can imagine like how close it is to 69. Like, I don't know where it gets any more like further down the, the gay road with Richard and Sal. I mean.
1: Further down the gay road. That's good. Wow.
2: Well, I have to say, you know,
0: so Chippewa, I, uh, I, I think I, I I may have said this on, on here before, but I think I'm the one who really got Chippewa into listening to Howard. Sure. He, he, he was aware, but he didn't really, you know, that and he's not, I mean, he's he's a fairly liberated guy, and don't get me wrong, but I don't think of him as uh, as having this kind of response. Like he was I
1: know <laughs> like they're gyrating
0: but, I mean, or... I haven't seen that video, and honestly, I don't know that I want to. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm gonna watch it now. The chip Now when Chip is. walks
1: at it, maybe I will because I, I, I need to see. It. I want to see how will, far it goes. Listen, now, listen. He he. He'll let you know. Here we go. Okay. That
2: is a, is a pure sixty-nine. They're like literally like dick to head, Uh <laughs> <laughs> and so literally they're going to have to be blowing each other like the next time uh they want to do something that's even more homoerotic than than what was going on uh on the show and it was funny to watch them just be uptight about it and the smells and stuff and like i can imagine but look like, why don't they clean themselves because it makes good radio obviously they want to hear each other dry heaving and and so that i think was a little underrated in audio um and they do a good cut and mix on those videos They they don't release the videos right away so that when howard's like Oh, what just happened? Oh, I think I saw uh, his balls, you know, get into his mouth. And they show like a slow motion replay on the video of the moment that he's talking.
1: (laughs) I'm definitely watching. Uh, (laughs) Slow-mo.
0: Slow-mo. Well, yeah, see, that's how it's been so long. Because probably the last time I really watched Howard on the on television or the show would have been when he had howard tv i don't i mean there's a little bits like musical clips from the sirius xm app that i'll watch but very very little video i'm watching these days but know, now maybe I, I will need to
2: yeah talking about so that's it's gold the people who used to do like the howard howard tv or howard howard show they they know how to edit those clips down pretty well so that it 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 uh, brings in the full picture so
1: you know okay now here's a sign off so uh i heard this once and it made me laugh i don't
2: know if i'll make you laugh but pay attention here we go it's it's gross i know sometimes the show's trying to stay away from that and be cultured and stuff but long may they continue once in a while to have these stunts like that so that it's it's the true howard stern show uh, with that i love it love you guys sorry i couldn't do this live but uh take Take care, take care to all the listeners, and put in the comments, rate five-star reviews, and write, Chippewa sent you. Chippewa's the reason I like this show. Uh, and yeah, happy holidays to all.
0: All right. Well, it we is. Are, we love you too, Chippewa. And we would love to have you come on here live and actually interact with us in real time, one of these times. Nice. And, and to all our dedicated listeners, Please do follow yes. Chippewa's instructions. Do it. And do it and let us know. Um, we do love, I think I can speak for Commodore here. We yes. do love having Chippewa's interactions. Um, and um, we hope that those continue throughout 2024 and beyond.
1: Yes. Hey, happy holidays. Thanks so much for listening. You can go to our link tree to find all our social media and clicking through to donate to our show at linktr.ee backslash news and comment.